Hello and welcome to the Dunkel Index podcast for this Thursday, March 11th edition. I'm Ben and here with me as always is my dad, Bob Dunkel. Hey, Ben. Well, I guess uh, the all-star break, right? It's always the debate over rest versus rust. And I think last night it was rust that got us a little out of uh, a little out of shape for our picks and uh, turned in a poor performance. So let's see if we can rebound today with a couple winners uh, taking a look at the NBA and the NCAAs. I guess before, though, we shift to that, how about the big news just came across Duke out. Yeah, I know. We talked about him a little too much. It was getting too close to reality that they were going to make it. So just the Uh, basketball gods had to strike him down. I guess. I mean, you know, things were looking so much better than last year, but I guess that's an indication that we're still not totally in the clear. So yeah, we wrote the Blue Devils to two nice wins in the ACC tournament, but unfortunately, they are now out. I got to think that's probably it for their NCAA tournament chances as well. So, you know, as we said a couple days ago, really don't want to see any of the contenders have to step aside because of this. Um, but unfortunately, it is a reminder that it's still a reality out there. So. Let's uh, be thankful we're, we're still getting games in like we are. And why don't we dive into uh, our first two NBA, shall we? Yeah, sounds good. Um, so our first matchup, we've got Golden State at the LA Clippers. Warriors 19 and 18 overall this season. Clippers 24 and 14. Line on this one is Clippers by seven at home. So what's your take on this one? Well, this is a game that's got two teams who kind of limped into the all-star break. Certainly the Clips were not in their peak form. They just went four and six in their last 10, including three straight losses. That drops them all the way down to fourth right now in the Western Conference standings. Following a seven-game win, winning streak in January, they were all the way up to number one. So it's been a little bit of a slide here for the Clips. Warriors haven't been much better. They lost three in a row going into the break. Five and five now over their last 10, and they've fallen into a tie for ninth with the Memphis Grizzlies in the standings. Uh, But LA's level of competition was pretty good down the stretch. So you can't uh, say that they totally uh, were outclassed by weaker teams uh, among their losses. They had one against Utah. Everybody was losing to Utah. The Nets and the Bucks and the Celtics, who have both been red hot going into the All-Star break. Uh, among the Warriors' last three losses, two were in blowout fashion. They had a 26-point loss to the Lakers, and that was followed by a 22-point loss to the Suns, although that came with no Curry or Green or Oubre, so somewhat excusable on that front. When last we left Paul George, he was suffering from some dizziness in their loss to the Wizards and had to leave the game. But sounds like it was just a little too much caffeine in his system. So PG-13 should have a clean bill of health for tonight's game. And certainly you need a healthy Paul George and Kawhi Leonard for the Clippers to have um, really, or for the Clips to make any noise here in the second half of the season. George and Leonard both averaged 23 points per game uh, in the two win, uh, two games that they played the Warriors so far this season, uh, and they sp- have split those two games against Golden State. 
Uh, as a team, LA's offense comes in ranked number one in three-point percentage and number seven in scoring. You should be able to take advantage of a Golden State defense that ranks just 17th in guarding the three and 22nd in scoring. The Warriors offense should also have some problems against the Clips D, which is ranked sixth in the, in the league and scoring at 109.4 points per game. LA's dominance on the glass should also be a factor. Clips rank second on defensive boards, and while the Warriors are only 22nd on the offensive glass and adding to that mismatch is the uncertainty surrounding the status of James Wiseman. He forgot to get his COVID test during the break. Oh, those rookies. Um, and so he is uncertain for tonight. And that's going to create a huge void in the middle, as we saw earlier when Wiseman was out. Uh, the, uh, the Warriors really had a tough time on the boards. Golden State comes into this one 1-5 one against the spread in their last six versus a team with a record above 600, so they definitely have not played up to the level of competition against the better teams. And the Clips, 4-1 right now against the spread in their last five home games against a team with a losing road record. So they have done a good job of protecting the home court against some of the weaker teams. Starting off the second half, Clips needing to turn it around, start making themselves more relevant in the playoff picture. We'll have them taking advantage of the Golden State Warriors tonight. We'll take the Clips minus the points. All right. Yeah, they really do need to turn it around. I mean, too much coffee. That sounds like a rookie mistake. <laughs> it's always something with old PG-13, no doubt about it. Never a dull moment. But, uh, you know, hey, when he's on, he's, he's definitely an asset. And he and Kawhi need to step it up here. Otherwise, this is looking like a replay of last year's demise in the bubble. So mm -hmm. I think Clips got too much talent to stay down for long. We took advantage of that with Boston and Milwaukee the last couple of weeks, looking to do the same here with the Clips tonight. Cool. All right. Well, let's go now to our second game. We've got Phoenix at Portland. Suns 24 and 11 overall, first place in the Pacific Division. Portland uh, 21 and 14 overall so far this season. Line on this one is Suns by four and a half on the road. So what do you think about this one? Yeah, if the Clips can be accused of being underachievers so far, uh, you certainly can't accuse the Phoenix Suns of being that. Suns could easily be classified as the best surprise in the first half as they finish with four straight wins, seven of their last eight, 13 of their last 15 to move all the way up to number two. And it's blistering as the Utah Jazz were playing. You know, Phoenix is only two and a half games behind Utah right now in the standings. So amazing first half. Uh, Portland actually could be right there with them. Uh, you know, they overcome injuries to C.J. McCollum, uh, Yusuf Nurkic, and Zach Collins, uh, all three major contributors to that team. And they've still finished with three straight wins, seven games over 500 number five right now in the West. So hats off to both Monty Williams and Terry Stotts for the jobs they did there in the first half. Now we'll see what the Suns have in the second half. Games are obviously going to get a little more intense here as we head toward the playoffs. Certainly most of the credit has to go to the addition of Chris Paul in the backcourt. He's been the veteran leader that the Suns really needed, as well as providing 8.8 .8 assists per game and 
6.0 points per game. And he's really teamed well with Devin Booker, who leads the team with 25, uh, 24.9 points per game. Booker missed the All-Star game uh, with a knee strain, but the word is he looks uh, pretty solid. That was more just out of uh, precautionary uh, measures. So it looks like Booker will play tonight, and that should be a key for this game. Uh, when the two teams met the first time on February 22nd, it was all Phoenix with the Suns routing Portland 132-100, to 100, Suns' most lopsided win of the season. And Booker had 34 points. But more importantly, Monty Williams' defense held Damian Lillard to just 24 points, which is well below his 29.8 points per game average. The tight defense has been consistent for Phoenix all season long. long. Suns come in ranked third in defensive scoring, second in three-point percentage. Same can't be said for Portland's defense, which ranks 23rd in field goal percentage and 24th in scoring. So metrics-wise, this continues to be a mismatch tonight. Suns come in very, very comfortable on the road, 16-5 and against the spread in their last 21 road games. And Portland has not done a good job on the home court against some of the better road teams. In fact, they're 1-7 against the spread in their last eight home games against teams with a winning road record. So... We are going to back the Suns to continue the surge here at the beginning of the second half. Take them as a road favorite tonight and lay the points. All right. I hate to say it uh, for my Blazers, but I like this pick. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, Phoenix uh, proved in the bubble last year that even in intense games, uh, playoff caliber games, they've got what it takes. And certainly the addition of Chris Paul right now, just makes them even tougher. So not expecting any slippage here from, from the Suns. And, yeah, good good way to start off with a win against another playoff caliber team tonight. Yep. All right. Well, uh, we're going to save a little money on our travel budget today because uh, the player prop's going to come from the same game. Nice. We're not going anywhere. All right. Who are we going with tonight? All right. So in the last game, uh, you'll see Chris Paul only two points. Uh, but that was okay because he was feeding the big man, DeAndre Ayton. He was 8 for 11 for 19 points in just 26 minutes in that blowout. Ayton's over-under points tonight is at just 16 and a half, so I'm taking the over there. I like that. You know, without Nurkic in the middle, uh, it's a big void. Uh, so you got to expect Ayton to, to fill it. You know, that's been kind of the um, mantra uh, coming out of Phoenix is is try to get Aiton more active, um, you know, more of a presence down low. I think certainly that emphasis is going to really begin in earnest here in the second half. They're going to need a strong DeAndre Aiton to have any kind of chance in the postseason. So look for him to get going early tonight. I, uh, certainly Chris Paul, I think, will be feeding him, and he certainly should have a big game without Nurkic in the middle. Yep. All right. Well, let's uh, let's hope so. Hope we got three winners there in the NBA. Uh, and should we move on to our, our college hoops? Yeah, let's go ahead and move on to the college hoops. I thought without uh, Duke now in the ACC tournament, probably out of the NCAAs, uh, we've got to focus at least on one blue blood left. So shall we take a look at North Carolina tonight? 
Yeah. All right. Yeah, we're in the in the groove. So let's go. We've got UNC at Virginia Tech. Tar Heels seventeen and nine overall this season. Hokies fifteen and five so far. And the line on this one is North Carolina by three and a half. So what do you think about this one? Yeah, much like Duke, you know, this hasn't been a great year for North Carolina, but North Carolina certainly has been more solid than the Dukies. They didn't need the ACC tournament to get into the NCAA tournament. Uh, but certainly wins right now should, should definitely help uh, improve their seeding. And, of course, as I said, with Duke now out, um, all eyes turn on the, onto the North Carolina Tar Heels to see how the uh, last blue blood there of the ACC does. And so far, so good for Roy Williams' team. They've had little trouble in their first two games of the, of the ACC tourney including yesterday's 101-59 pounding of Notre Dame that in the long history of the ACC tournament, that's the second most lopsided score in that tournament's history. So big, big win for the Tar Heels. Virginia Tech, like Louisville yesterday going up against Duke, has really been hit by COVID this season. They had two of their most recent games canceled. Uh, against Louisville and NC State because of contact tracing issues. And that followed three games in February that got postponed. It all amounts to just two games being played by the Hokies since February 6th, uh, which is amazing. Um, And overall, they played a league-low 13 games tied with Boston College and Louisville. Uh, and, of course, both those teams are now out of the tournament. So you want to talk about rest versus rust. I think Virginia Tech definitely suffering uh, from some rust uh, due to lack of competition on the court. Uh, in the two contests that they did get in, the Hokies split. They had a 69-53 loss to Georgia Tech. They did follow that up, though, with a big win over Wake Forest, 84-46. But Wake Forest is certainly not in North Carolina's league right now. Uh, To come off a long pause and face a red-hot UNC team is a tall order for Mike Young's group. The uh, Heels' big men, Armando Baycott, Walker Kessler, and Dayron Sharp, all looked very, pardon the pun, sharp yesterday uh, against Notre Dame. They all recorded double-doubles in those wins over the Irish. the Tar Heels come into this one five and two against the spread in their last seven games overall. And the Hokies just one and four against the spread in their last five following a win, which was that game against Wake Forest eons ago. In this one, we're going to go ahead and take the hot team. We're going to take North Carolina minus the points to continue their surge. And it just looks like to, too much rust, much like Louisville going up against Duke yesterday for a team to come off of uh, COVID contact tracing and have to face the red hot heels. We'll take the heels minus the points. Okay. All right. I bet a lot of people think it's sacrilegious, but yeah, we're just going to take all those chips from Duke and put them right on UNC. You got... <laughs> That's exactly right. We rode the he- uh, devils to two wins. We're going to try to do the same here with the heels and uh, see if we can uh, continue our positive trend down on Tobacco Road. Uh, Yeah, let's hope uh, overall, turn around from yesterday, shake off the rust, get back in the wind column with some wins tonight, and appreciate everybody listening and 
Go visit dunkleindex.com to get all your college basketball, NBA, and NHL picks for tonight. Yeah, absolutely. We're going to have those brackets uh, coming out this weekend, so really exciting stuff. Very exciting, no doubt. All right, well, that's going to be it for us today, and uh, we'll be back for one more tomorrow to close out the week. But, yeah, thanks, everybody, for listening, and uh, we'll talk to you later. Awesome. Thanks, Ben. All right, see ya.